0: And now here are your hosts, Katie Beth and Stan.
1: Welcome back to the Legacy Leaders Podcast with your hosts, Stan Miller and Katie Beth Hand. Our guest today is the co-founder and CEO of Wethos, Rachel Renock. Rachel, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. So before we dive on in, Rachel, I was kind of hoping you might take just a few minutes and tell our listeners a little bit about your background and how you got started in this industry and really what led you up to the decision to kind of branch out on your own and found this company. Yeah,
2: for sure. So a little background on me. So I actually went to art school. I used to be an art director. I used to work in advertising in New York. So I shot a lot of commercials. I did a lot of social and digital campaigns for big brands like Carver Girl John Hershey's account. And I actually met my now co-founder Claire um, at a big agency in New York. Claire was more on the account side of the business. So she was doing a lot of the client management, a lot of the, you know, scoping, the budgeting. Unfortunately for her, she was seeing, you know, how much we were charging clients and how much we were all getting paid. And a couple of years ago, we left to start our own freelance studio, for lack of a better term, honestly. And we left early for two reasons. The first was because we wanted to do more meaningful work. So we just wanted to have more control over the types of projects we were doing. And the second reason was because, you know, the old school sort of agency model of, of building a big traditional firm. And I think that this also translates to like big law firms, big accounting firms, big consultancies, it's kind of broken. And it's broken because at the end of the day with a service-based business, like people provide those services, not a giant nine-floor building in New York. And at, for the creative field at least technology has come so far that you can now shoot really high quality video, like just on your iPhone. So you don't need a lot of that big expensive, or sort of production value that you used to. And so we went off on our own because we felt, and we were seeing us, like the, the, you know, the big agency basically like lose accounts to smaller shops, smaller shops that were more nimble, that were faster, that were cheaper. And that we're using, frankly, like a lot of the similar talent uh, to the big agencies. So we ended up leaving, we started our own freelance business and that business grew really fast. We did like 1.4 million in revenue in about 18 months. That's when Claire and I found out how hard it was to scale a service-based business. And so we ended up building out sort of our own internal operating system because a service-based business in particular is really challenging to scale. On the sales side, you're selling something that hasn't quite happened yet. So you're an estimate by the nature of it. And then on the invoicing side, you're billing for services that have already happened. So now I'm billing looking back and I basically don't really know if I'm making or losing money sometimes until it's too late to do anything about it. And so I think like those challenges, we felt that deeply. And then as you really start to grow into a smaller shop with more people, the financial and operational complexities just compound. How much should we charge? Who should get what? How much money are we really making? So I think for us, like a lot of those um, challenges we heard from our friends who were in freelance. And when the pandemic hit, we raised some venture capital money and we decided to basically consumerize that platform for release, which is what Wethos is now. So Wethos just as a quick (laughs) primer, is uh, an end-to-end platform. Basically, we make it really easy to start and scale your independent business. So our platform helps to guide you on everything from pricing, putting scopes of work together, proposals, all the way through to managing your payments. And then if you are collaborating with other people, sending peer-to-peer payments to those collaborators. And that's really our end goal in terms of helping people just better start and scale these types of businesses. Our goal is really to be the Shopify for this market, which our entrepreneurs just don't have yet.
1: Right. I love that. So my next question was going to be for you to tell us a little bit about Wethos. And so thank you for doing that for our listeners that may not have heard anything about it. Who would you say with this platform, your target audience would be? Who is this? Who is this great for? Yeah, so our core target audience are full time
2: freelancers. They're usually one to three years in business. They're probably earning somewhere between like 40 and 90K a year. And they are usually in the creative and marketing field. That would be like the definitely the main person that tends to come to us. That said, we service about 80,000 businesses on the platform right now. And those businesses span from creative and marketing to dev shops. We're seeing a lot more development, IT type of shops. And then also accountants lawyers like people who are independent running their own businesses in those fields and we're seeing a lot more of those types of consultants and other like highly skilled professionals come onto the platform uh people who are realizing if i go off on my own and i do it right i can actually make more than what i
1: was making Um, and i think that's a really interesting trend that we're seeing absolutely staying you're full of questions what do you have for rachel
0: I have more questions. I'm sure that we have time because this is incredibly fascinating what you're doing. So i let me ask you two questions. One was really personal to me because I have an estate planning law firm, not a big law firm, but you know, we're in the process of scaling. So if I were your client or if if I were in a meeting with you, exploring with you whether or not we would that productive business relationship, what would you say to me that what services, what value would you be able to bring to me that that would attract my interest?
2: Yeah, I think on the scaling side of the business, it really comes down to reducing profitability and better understand or sorry, reducing complexity and better understanding your profitability. You know, with a service-based business, there's a lot of ways to structure it financially. You can bill by the hour, you can bill flat rates, and there's also a lot of ways operationally to scale up. You can hire contractors. You can hire full-time people. And how you price and then how you actually bill and manage your resources and uh, like operate are super, super closely tied together. So our whole goal with the platform is to help reduce the complexities of bringing more people into the fold. How much should I pay them? Releasing those payments, making sure they're on time and really helping with the financial and profitability management of then scaling that service-based business um, as things just become a lot more complicated you for, the, for that kind of size okay
0: so what's the time horizon of a relationship I and mean, you you meet you talk you come up with a with a plan what are, what do the deliverables look like is there an ongoing relationship after after you've completed the initial phase what what's what's it look like
2: yeah so the software itself is fully self-onboarded so you can actually we don't really do like a traditional sales cycle you can come on the platform create an account add your branding under your own brand. And then you can even start inviting contractors that you pay out, and you can get a bank account set up in there. you can start processing payments, start sending invoices. So really, it's about like helping to guide and onboard users to the software itself. And then we have a lot of hands- on customer service. that's one of the things that the most that people really like is people can get a hold of us, and we're always having a phone to answer questions to show other features, but for the most part, it takes literally less than ten minutes to get set up. You could send a proposal, a fully built out proposal for thirty forty thousand dollars a big project truly in less than ten minutes.
0: Well, most of the people listening to this podcast right now are financial advisors. We have some estate planning attorneys, but they're I would say most of the people listening now are financial advisors. What would you say would be the, you know, the the distinctive value that you could bring to them? And when I say financial advisors, they're not with big warehouses, for the most part, they have their own their own operations. They're entrepreneurs.
2: Yeah, I think, you know, for every independent that i talk to what comes to the surface a lot of the time is that a lot of folks are using like guesswork to run their business a lot of the time and when i say guesswork i mean they're making guesses on the financial side of things the financial advisors may not have this big of a problem but i think the complexity actually comes from like a lack of good data so if you're sending or using that software to use your to create proposals and then maybe you're invoicing in like a quickbooks and you don't have a feedback loop between those things Again, I think it can be really hard to better to to just understand like how much should I really be charging? Am I profitable? How much am I projected to earn this year based on my pipeline? Like, there are just more things to take into consideration. So, I think for us, it's really about that end-to-end management. You know, track your cash from proposal all the way through to payment. And we're not here to help you with productivity. That ha- that is part of it because the software makes you more efficient. Really, we're helping you optimize towards profitability. And so, if you're running a small independent business and you're not looking to necessarily like track your time all the time and try to you know do a more traditional path, but really you're trying to optimize for like how do I make the most money you know without with expending the least energy effectively, like that's our goal. We want to help you become way more profitable and make way more money than you are today. That's
0: the whole goal and so you develop this the core the core of your offering is is this software platform, yeah.. Mm-hmm. And so how do you charge for this?
2: Yep. So um, we make money in two ways. One is through subscription. Um, so there's a free tier, and then there is a Weco's Pro tier for $15 a month. We're also going to be rolling out later this year a Teams tier, which is really exciting. That'll be like peer-to-peer payments, subcontracts, like all of the complexity of you know trying to scale. So we make money mostly through subscription. And then we also make some money on uh, transaction revenue, so payment processing. We only charge 1% to process ATH and but we make money underneath that, basically. So a little bit on the payment processing side, but mainly on subscription.
0: Okay. Interesting.
1: Very, very, very interesting. Fast. Okay. Okay. To, to change gears just a little bit, to talk about just your background, coming from the advertising background that you came from, tell us just a little bit about what wisdom and experiences do you draw from that really kind of guided you into creating this platform? was there a moment when you were like I'm so sick of the way X works and I'm I can do better. What what was that like? Yeah, totally. So when we left, when I left my
2: like uh, the big agency world, it was for that exact reason, which was like I can operate. I can do this better. I can operate more efficiently without the bloat. I have the equipment, I've got the professional network like I can go off on my own and do this better. So that's always been the thing that has like driven me to whatever that next stage is when I got into the freelance business. Again, I had that feeling like I could do this better. Like there's a, there must be a better way to do this, a better system out there. And the challenge I had with the products available to me at that time, like software-wise, is that m- the vast majority of products available to freelancers are catered towards a business of one. And as a somebody who's been in the space for years. I know for a fact that that's kind of a myth and that there's a lot of people out there who are three freelancers under a trench coat operating as like a larger entity. And so I think like the lack of ability to scale, like the lack of like a multiplayer mode on those software platforms, it just wasn't, the software wasn't enough to help us actually streamline the complexities of our business. So I felt like there's got to be a better system here, there's got to be a better way. That's where we designed really like that, that like framework for operating their flat rates basically. And essentially, we just have this big database of services. Each service has a title, a description, a price point, and a role associated with it. And we have thousands of those services across dozens of roles. And then those services are the building blocks to proposals, to invoices, to payments, everything. So we can basically track through that whole project lifecycle, like end to end, how that service may have changed. So an example of that could be Audit your QuickBooks account. Maybe it's like one individual service within a larger proposal or scope of work. We can see, like, you priced that service here at this, then you invoiced for that. And then, if you hired a subcontractor to maybe deliver that, you paid the subcontractor this. This is your margin on that one individual service. Also, this is your margin on the project and the margin on the business. So it sort of extrapolates in there. So I had that feeling of, like, as a designer myself, I was like, You know, a great user experience can fix this. And a great user experience has to start with a better system underneath it. If we had Mm. just went with like the traditional kind of hourly rates and hourly billing, it wouldn't actually fix the complexity problem because a lot of these issues are tied to like how you do your financial accounting. It's not just how you are, you know, operating. So, anyway, that is what pushed me into like software. And then from there, we essentially realized very similar to the Shopify story. We think we can have a much larger impact if more people can use the software than just with our one individual studio alone. And so how do you distribute the software to people so that they can then start to form, we call them uh, virtual studios on the platform and be able to really leverage that and use it. And I think that was one of like the craziest and best decisions i ever made because we essentially reached a point where we wound down the service-based side of our business that was generating a lot of revenue to up the software didn't make money for a while, which is scary. And then, you know, had to kind of reach that inflection point, which we're still, the software's only really been alive for like two years. So I think it's been this like urge I have as a creative problem solver, I think, to find a better way and to analyze how existing systems work and not be afraid to ask why. and Could it be different? Could it be better and not just default to what the standard is?
1: That's great. Great answer. And As I was looking through Wethos and just kind of exploring online, the word that kept coming to mind was clarity. I feel like it is something, if you are an independent business owner, it is something that can really make those connections and provide a lot of clarity as far as, like you said, what is our profit margin? A lot of it's hard to know, especially if you are in a business where you have multiple individuals, as you said, what what was it you said, hiding under the same trench coat. It can make it very, very... (laughs) difficult to really know where you are. We're bringing in money, but cash flow, you know, it doesn't always equal out what we're spending. And so I love the clarity that the platform really provides Uh, in just a very easy, simple, you don't have to be, you know, a technological genius to figure it out. Simplicity and clarity. So I I very much appreciate that about our platform. And for our listeners, I really encourage you to go and check it out. We're going to link it for you. And I'll talk a bit bit more about that uh, here in just a minute when we close out. But I also wanted to take the opportunity to tell you that Rachel very kindly is going to give you guys a promo code for the pro version of Weethos. And so if you're interested in checking it out, we will link that for you in the show notes here at the end of the show. You guys can check it out and uh, go go give it a test drive and see what it can do for your business for sure. Dan, do you have any other questions for uh, Rachel? I know you do, but any other questions that we can squeeze in in the next two minutes?
0: Oh, so so in two minutes, yeah. So let me distill this. So if I understand it, you know, if, is it an oversimplification to say that you guys are working to become the Shopify for the service sector?
2: Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. So that that helps me. I mean, that that puts some legs on it. That makes sense. To yeah. You. Great.
2: Yeah. Totally. Yeah, and I'll just mention too. So with WeCoS Pro, you'll get access to a bunch of extra things. Um, data, in particular, so you'll get access to our pricing recommendations. Which are based on how tens of thousands of other independents are pricing their services. In no other industry do we shoot in the dark when we're trying to sell our business, right? Like you sell books online or t-shirts online, like you know how much t-shirts sell for. This is one of the biggest things that puts service-based businesses at a disadvantage, um, is a lack of transparency of like, what are we charging for these things? And so I think that's a huge part of the advantage of of Pro, which is the transparency into how are other people billing their clients for these things. And then there's a slew of other really great features that you can leverage um, around your own just business, streamlining your business, additional projects, data, analytics, the ability to create your own templates and your own libraries and things like that. But to your point about the clarity, that's the biggest thing Like we really want to take the guesswork out. It's not feasible to run a business this way. And it's not not your fault, basically. Like if you're a freelancer out there, independent out there, and you're feeling like you're running based on guesswork, it's because it's complicated. So that's really what we aim to solve for is to take people out of that you know disadvantage. And really, just to leave you with the stat, today, 95% of freelancers in the US do not break six figures. And by 2027, over half the US workforce will be freelance. Those are not viable lucrative careers that you can really you know, build a family on, you know, take care of them. We need to get more people, more independents, able to cross that threshold. And the big way to do that is data, transparency, resources, the tools to team up, the ability to help them make more money become more profitable. These are businesses, they're entrepreneurs for sure. And I think it's time to make that sort of mental shift for for the whole industry. It's got to be, got to be time.
1: Fantastic. And, and what a legacy, uh, certainly, that you are building through the work that you do. Go ahead, Stan.
0: No, I just said what a what a what a unique, compelling vision. You guys are amazing. Uh, where, where are you where are you going with this? Is this going to be an IPO one of these days? I sure hope so. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I always joke, I'm like, I'll crawl the Nasdaq if I have. <laughs> I'm like, I don't okay. care how long it takes. <laughs> yeah, I I really hope so. I think I think what we're doing can really change the trajectory of the next generation of entrepreneurs. What I see is truly the next generation.
1: Absolutely. Uh-huh. Go ahead, Stan.
0: No, shit. I love it. This is great.
1: I do too. It was fantastic. So. Thank you to all of our listening listeners for joining us today. This has been the Legacy Leaders Podcast with your hosts, Stan Miller and Katie Beth Hand. Our guest today has been Rachel Renock. And for more information about Rachel and the work that she does, you can visit That's wethos.co That's W-E-T-H-O-S dot C-O. Rachel, thank you again so much for joining us. We are fascinated to look more into Wethos, and uh, we look forward to um, connecting with you again soon and watching the company grow. Yeah, thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Appreciate it.
0: You've been listening to the Legacy Leaders Podcast with Katie Beth Hand and Stan Miller. For more information on them and the show, please visit PinnacleLegacyLaw.com. If you like what you've learned today, do share the program with your friends and subscribe wherever podcasts are found.